how do I make God give me that miracle? Next slide. And I, I, I don't need it all the time. I'm not asking for it every day. I don't expect to be able to you know, walk on water on the way to work. I, when I'm thirsty, I open a bottle or a tap. I don't you know, knock on a rock and hope water comes out. But there are circumstances under which I need to know how to answer this question. But when there's a real need, you know, a real need, and I'm not talking about something trivial, but a real pronounced need, when it's somebody's life at stake, somebody's health, you know, the salvation of someone that I love, I need to know, you know, how do, how do I get that miracle from God? When it's something that only God can do. You, you know, sometimes, you know, you, you tell somebody about, um, um, something that, that's going on and they go, well, you know, God helps those who help themselves. But I've already helped myself all that I can, you know. Um, I've already filled in those forms. I've already seen the doctor and there's nothing humanly possible we really can do anymore. And, and that's when we need that miracle from God. And I can't help asking this question. How do I get that miracle from God? And when I've already prayed, you know, I'd... I'd I'd be with my cell group and I'd tell them about something and, and they'll be like, yes, let's pray. And guys, I've already prayed. I don't need to pray again. I need an answer from God. I need a yes from God. And, and when these things happen, when it's, when it's a pronounced need, when it's something that only God can do and when it's something that I've already prayed for, I, I can't help asking that question. You know, how, how, how do I get that miracle from God? Um, I, I don't know if, if, if you asked that question, if, um, if, if that has been a similar experience for you. Maybe it's um, you know, the salvation of someone who's, who's close to you. Maybe it's, uh, it's healing for a real, debilitating, long-term illness for, for, for you or, or, or someone that you love. Maybe it's someone you know, who's growing older and you want to get married and, and God hasn't brought that spouse to you and, and only God can do that. And, and maybe it's, you know, it's debt. You know, the stock market's crashed and there's nothing you could have done about it. And you need God to help now. So, so I, I don't know if you asked that question. You know, how, how do I get that miracle from God? Next slide. Um, this text that we're examining today, it, it gives an unexpected answer to that. Um, so I mean, I'd like you to go there now. Would you open your Bibles and, and go to John 5? I'm going to put up the text on the slides in front of you, but you're going to keep looking down at it. So I'd like you to put your finger in there right now. Okay, now, so we're looking at uh, John chapter 5. Uh, this is from uh, verse 1 to about 18 or so. Um, before we look at the text, can we... Mm, okay, just go back one slide. Go back one more slide. Go back one more slide and stop. Okay, so... Um, before we look at the text, let's just take a minute, step back, and consider the, the whole gospel as the John as a whole. So um, this is the gospel of John. It's a gospel, you know, it's a story of Jesus' life. It's written by John, who's uh, one of Jesus' apostles. And John makes very specific use of the seven signs, of the miracles that he speaks about within his gospel. Now, he doesn't just kind of sprinkle them throughout the gospel as, you know, like punctuation. He uses it. To, to give a certain rhythm, a certain flow to the entire gospel. So if you take the gospel of John and it's, you know, 21 chapters, you've got the beginning bits about, um, you know, John the Baptist, the beginning of the gospel. You have the 
end of the gospel, Jesus' passion and crucifixion.